Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, the most decorated tag team wrestler of all time and deathmatch god, Bully Ray and I talk all about Monday Night Raw. And the night that was for Austin Theory. Did they get you to forget that cash-in from last week's Monday Night Raw? And are we seeing a new Austin Theory? We break it down as well as other things from Raw right now on the Busted Open Podcast. What a great decision last night to start with Seth Rollins and not Austin Theory. And here's why. Seth Rollins did an amazing job. First of all, it's Seth Rollins. He's a star. Gets that crowd riled up. Everybody on their feet. They love Seth Rollins now. And Seth seems to love the WWE Universe. But he mentioned what happened last week, Bully, and he mentioned the cash-in. And right away, that crowd started chanting, that was stupid. And actually, Seth sets up the fact that, hey, you know what? If you think it was stupid, Theory's going to be out later on in the show. You could tell him as well. It kind of set up where I was like, man, the next time we see Austin Theory, he's going to get, he's really going to get it from this Kentucky crowd. But you know what? What a great play, Bully, by the WWE to set it up that way. You got everybody's aggression out about how they felt about that segment last week and the cash-in in that opening segment with Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins explained how major that United States Championship is for Monday Night Raw. So now he's setting up that this is a major championship. It really is the championship for Monday Night Raw and set up what we were about to see with Austin Theory. Bully, I feel like if they would have started that show with Austin Theory, it kind of would have ruined what we were about to see for the rest of the night. Because I feel like the crowd would have shitted on Austin Theory because of that cash-in. But by starting with Seth and having that crowd chanting that was stupid early on, it got everybody to forget it. We can now move on. And almost feels like Seth Rollins erased Everything that we saw last week got the crowd's bad taste out of their mouth and set the scene for the rest of the night. Great job. A lot of times, Bully, I come on here, 
especially with Monday Night Raw, and I shit on creative, I can't do it this week. Major win for that show last night. First and foremost, there is no such word as shitted. Okay? Sorry. Well, it's you just... know what? As you know, Bully, I, I sometimes use words I just make up. Right. Here on it's Busted a LaGrecaism. <laughs> there you go. It's a LaGrecaism. And I do agree with you that Seth's promo did make everybody forget about what happened last week. Because last week really did not make sense with the cash-in. Um, and, and I'll say that the Bobby Lashley aspect of last week is the one that truly did not make sense to me because Bobby had every opportunity to just go out there and beat Seth and he did not do it. Um, agree with you. Opening promo by Seth. Good. Got, he wrangled the people. He, he brought the story forward, admitted, had the people admitting that the story did not work washed it all away and moved on. If they would have started any way else, people would have remembered what went on and things might not have made as much sense. Once again, the WWE masters of making you remember what they want you to remember, but more importantly, forget what they want you to forget. And they could do that, like you said, in a 30-second promo if they want to. They do it all the time, Dave, because remember, people only remember the last thing that they see. And that's been going on in wrestling forever. But now it's it's more prevalent because of the attention span of just human beings in general, but wrestling fans. All I got to do is plant this seed in your head. Bang. And you'll forget about everything else. Now, we have those, you know, Uber fans out there, those, you know, real diehards that forget absolutely nothing. And something will happen to you. They'll be like, yeah, but don't you remember eight years ago when he said this? That doesn't make any sense. And, you know, whatever. But the WWE has always been able to use smoke and mirrors to make you believe anything that they want you and need you to believe at any given moment. And that's what they did last night with Seth's promo. Yeah, and you know, and it set up what we saw with Austin Theory as well. It helps bully with what you see is what you ultimately want to see with a wrestler. I think this version of Austin Theory, listen, it was great what they did with Theory. Theory was a character that got under your skin. But I don't think anybody really looked at Theory and that money in the bank briefcase as any kind of threat for Roman Reigns. It was out there but I don't think anybody really looked at Austin Theory and said, all right, this is a guy that could possibly cash in that Money in the Bank briefcase and beat somebody like Roman Reigns. Go ahead. I disagree on, on he never was a threat. He was a threat for a hot second, especially when Paul Heyman was in that backstage promo with him. I don't remember if it was backstage or in the wing, but there was either one or two promos where Paul was with Theory. Now, when I see them dedicating TV time to Paul Heyman in the same shot as Austin Theory, I'm scratching my head and going, hmm. And then when we came up with the scenario of Brock and Roman in the last man standing match and how Theory could cash it in without ever having to pin or submit 
Brock or Roman. Now you start thinking to yourself, if there was ever a way, this would be the way. And for a, a, for about a week or so on the show, we talked about Austin Theory possibly coming away as the champion. Other than that, no, I never thought that Austin was going to cash in on Roman Reigns and actually pin Roman Reigns. But for a hot that- second, they made us believe something could happen. Yeah, because it just doesn't dictate the story that they're telling for Roman Reigns. Like, hey, they got a lot bigger fish to fry for Roman Reigns than Austin Theory in that Money in the Bank briefcase. However, the Austin Theory that we're seeing right now in a program with Seth Rollins for the United States Championship, listen, I didn't like the way they did it. I thought it, just like that crowd was chanting last night, I thought it was stupid. But they had to figure out a way to get that briefcase away from Austin Theory. They probably could have come up with a different scenario, but you know what? They did it, and I think already by next week, we're not going to even be talking about that Money in the Bank briefcase anymore. We're not going to be talking about that cash-in anymore. Probably the only time we would ever talk about it is the next time somebody's about to cash in that Money in the Bank briefcase and we talk about failed attempts to cash in that briefcase. Other than that, they planted a seed, like you said, Bully, and they have a story in place. That's a major story on Monday Night Raw. Listen, we talked about it on yesterday's show. The brand split is what it is. You're not going to see Roman Reigns or the bloodline much, if at all, on Monday Night Raw. You now have the United States Championship as a major championship on Monday Night Raw, and you now have a major story with your biggest star on Raw, Seth Rollins. Who's the universal champion? It's Roman Reigns. Who's the WWE champion? It's Roman Reigns. Who's the combined world heavyweight, uh, all exalted ruler champion of the WWE? It's Roman Reigns. Then Roman should be on Raw also. I do not disagree with you, Bully. He has both those titles. He is the guy. He should be on both shows, but that's just not the case. Unless it's before a major pay-per-view where you might see him cut a promo, you really don't see Roman Reigns much on Monday Night Raw, if at all. So they have to build up this United States Championship to be a major championship and a major story if you're going to get people invested on Mondays for three hours. Do you really look... Well, I mean, this is this is a loaded question because I, I pretty much know the answer. How far do they have to go with the U.S. Championship to, in your eyes, get it to any level in which you truly care about it? Uh, you know what? It's it's a great question. Um, it's not going to be anywhere as near the champion that Roman Reigns is, but I think they could get you to care about it because they have it around the waist with somebody that the fans do care about in Seth Rollins. And now there is a major threat. There's actually two major threats for that championship. You have a a new revamped Austin Theory, and you have Bobby Lashley. I like the fact that there's two guys that are chasing for that championship right now. So I do think they could get you to care about that championship, Bully. Let's wait and see and see what happens. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. 
With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. If you missed anything this week on Mad Dog Sports Radio, I got you covered. It's Mike Babchick's Morning After, where we play back the best clips of the week and recap in a way you have never heard before. It's a roast like no other, and no one is safe. Not Mad Dog, not anyone. This is a Morning After walk of shame you actually won't regret. You can find Mike Babchick's Morning After on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. I was pissed off and angry last week. The fans were pissed off and angry last night. And again, I love the way they did it. I think if Theory started off Monday Night Raw trying to cut that promo in the middle of the ring, the fans would have had a different reaction. But I love the way they did it last night. And I love what Theory had to say. And Bully, I love Theory's explanation. You know, hey, the bloodline. Roman Reigns is untouchable right now. It's very rare that he's in that kind of circumstance where I could cash in. And even if I did have that scenario, the bloodline is there and they wouldn't let me do it. So he decided to go after the United States Championship. He failed. And because of his failure last week, we're seeing a different Austin Theory. With regard to Theory's promo last night when he when he referenced Roman Reigns and how nobody can get to Roman Reigns in over two years and how the bloodline is always around to protect him, gee, I wonder where I've heard that before. Yeah, I, I think you might even have heard it last week on a Tuesday <laughs> edition of Busted Open, but I digress. Um, I'm waiting for my uh, I'm waiting for my check. It should be here any day now. Thanks for listening. Uh, I tweeted last night. They listen. They always listen. Obviously, I'm joking around when I say that because I don't care if uh, they use my ideas as long as they work. But yeah, perfect explanation for um, Austin Theory last night. He couldn't get next to Roman Reigns. He couldn't get close to him. It would have been... um, a definite swing and a miss. So he went for the U S championship that didn't work. We were all scratching our heads. People were chanting that is stupid, but none of that matters anymore because the, what, what they did with theory against his match with Dolph and how they went off the air. Now, listen, I want to see Austin theory defeat Seth Rollins and become the U S champion. I need, I want to heal U S champion and I want baby faces chasing him. I think Austin theory would do a great job as a heel U S champion, especially after what we saw last night. And you know what, after, especially after watching that match with Dolph Ziggler. And I wonder if that match with Dolph Ziggler would have been different if we didn't have that promo from theory. And I think it would have been, This is where promos are so important. That's why every time you have that microphone in your hand and you have that camera in your face, you got to make that time work in your advantage. Theory made it work to his advantage, Bully. A lot of times, especially in the WWE, where you have that 
almost scripted type promo. Um, and I'm not saying I bully. I don't know if Theory's promo last night was scripted or not. Of course it, it was. Of course you know it what? was. But you know what? The reason why I don't know, and I, I understand where you're coming from, is because he made every single word he said work for him. I mean, he stared right into that camera when he needed to, and he kind of gazed off when he needed to as well. That's how people react when they talk the way that he spoke last night. He owned those words. Whether it was written for him or not, he owned those words. We don't see enough of that when we see promos in the WWE. Home run for Austin Theory, and it got the fans invested too. Because I think that's why they were so invested in the match between him and Dolph Ziggler. Now listen, it's Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler is one of the greats. Dolph Ziggler is one of the most underrated pro wrestlers that there is right now. But man, they took that crowd bully. Let me say this. For a good 45 minutes to 50 minutes last night in that second hour of that show, the fans were sitting on their hands. They got that crowd to get to their feet and got them emotionally invested in that match. Kudos to Theory, but also kudos to Dolph Ziggler. Here's where I got to put Dolph Ziggler over, and I took to social media last night, the old Twitter machine, and I did the old PS. Dolph Ziggler is criminally underrated, and he always has been. Um, if I had the pencil, Dolph Ziggler would be um, utilized a lot more and a lot more efficiently and better than he than he has in the past. Hopefully, he'll do some more stuff with theory. Although I could see them just brushing past Dolph again and just using him for what they needed him to do last night. And that's it until we need Dolph again. Dolph is a master of psychology. He gets it. That's why they had those people last night. The registering, the selling, the false finishes, all of the movement, just the way Dolph takes things, the way he took the corner post and made it look so believable. Everything Dolph does is perfect. I can't speak highly enough about the performer, the worker, the athlete, the everything, the pro wrestler, the sports entertainer that Dolph Ziggler is. Without Dolph last night, Theory does not get to where he was by the end of the night. Dolph was so important. So what you saw last night is the when everything is right, when you have the right guys or the right gals, the right characters, the right story, the right psychology, the right finish, that's the result you get. You get the right result. You get the right desired outcome. Those people were really booing Austin Theory last night. Those were that was legitimate heel heat booing, not piped in crowd noise. No, and and here's why. And and whether I I, I don't I, I agree with you. That was not piped in crowd noise by any stretch of the imagination. But you know, he was in the ring with Dolph Ziegler, and everything you said about Dolph is right. But let's face it, we don't really see Dolph a lot. Dolph is not a major player on the top of the scene on Monday Night Raw. But man, for that match, they got that that crowd totally emotionally invested. When Theory had the attack on Dolph outside the ring, I actually saw 
People on their feet, booing with the thumbs down. I saw actual anger on fans' faces as, you know, Theory kind of just like almost kicked dirt in Dolph's uh, face and walked away after that beatdown. While he was going up the entrance ramp, I didn't see people clapping. People were legit booing thumbs down. People were angry. It's very rare that we see things like that. Bully, you know this. When you see a character change and you see what we see with theory, most of the time you're going to get a positive pop from the crowd just because they're excited that they're seeing something new. That did not happen with theory last night. There was legit anger for theory in that crowd by the end of that matchup last night with Ziggler. How in the hell does somebody like Dolph Ziggler who is used on TV sporadically, have the people behind him as much as he did last night? I think it's, you know what? I think it's by you have to be good at what you do. You have to be able to, like like you were saying, do your job in the ring. But at the same time, you need to be emotionally invested in what's going on. This this goes back to what we were saying, Bully, with the threat of the show last night. You have You have your star champion, Kick off the show in Seth Rollins. You have Theory cut that promo like he did last night with Kathy Kelly in the back where the, the crowd can't hijack hijack that promo, even if they wanted to. But I think by that point, Bully, even if that was in the middle of the ring in front of the crowd, they wouldn't have hijacked that promo because of the work that Seth did to start off that show. And then you have the match, and then you have the follow-up after that matchup, when he gives the beatdown to Dolph Ziggler, what they did last night on one show is they got that entire crowd emotionally invested in theory to the point where they were disgusted by what he did to Dolph Ziggler in that match. Side note, how amazing did Kathy Kelly look last night? I don't know if I said that yet this morning. You've, you have mentioned that, and I agree <laughs> with you. There's no but, doubt about uh, it. Uh, the, to answer my rhetorical question, it's a testament to Dolph Ziggler's ability to put together a perfect match with just about anybody. Dolph Ziggler is kept around. Like, why would you pay what they paid Dolph Ziggler to use him ha- as infrequently as you do? It's because they know that they can get a night like last night out of him on any given night. Dolph can be loved on Monday. Hated on Tuesday and loved again on Wednesday. And that is a great worker. You take Dolph out of the equation last night. I'm not quite so sure it's as successful as an evening for Austin Theory. You got to be very, very careful. Dolph Ziggler sees him. That's the underlying, underlying story. Dolph sees himself in Austin. And is trying to smarten the kid up and tell him it ain't going to go the way you think it's going to go because you're too damn brash, you're too damn cocky, your ego is too big. And the people buy into that. And the people never forgot Dolph's amazing cash-in, which is now what, more than 10 years ago, Dave? It was after. It was the night after WrestleMania 29. And what are we up to? That we're up, it's, it was 10 years ago. There you go. Ten years ago, Dolph cashed in in one of the biggest cash-ins ever with one of the biggest reactions. I don't think people ever forgot about that. 
I think people have always enjoyed Dolph's work. I think Dolph Ziggler is like one of those modern day Arn Andersons where I remember back in the day, Dave, do you remember the Arn turn? Do you remember the organic Arn turn amongst the people? Arn would go out there and get booed every single week, but go out there and have the best match on TV every single week to the point where now the people were just like, why are we booing this guy? He has the best matches on TV and we love his freaking spine buster. And I think, and I think Dolph, just like that, Dolph goes out there, has great matches anytime they need him to. And I think the people are just into it. I, I would love to see them go full bore baby face with Dolph Ziggler. He can talk, he can work. He's got the look, the it factor. He can do it all and chicks dig him. Yeah. And you know what? He is, he is one of those wrestlers. You're right. If they want him to be a heel, he's dressed all in black and comes out there and is a heel. When they want him to be a baby face, he's got the hot pink and then he's the baby face. Like he can, he actually is. I mean, the best way I could describe him is plug and play. He's a guy in any scenario you could throw out there and he's going to knock it out of the park. God, totally I, I just wish bully man. It's, it's, it's one of those what-if scenarios when it comes to Dolph Ziggler. Because one of the greatest moments I've ever experienced as a fan was when he cashed in against Alberto Del Rio at the Meadowlands the night after WrestleMania. I was in that building, and it blew. It was probably one of the biggest reactions I have ever heard. It was insane. And then shortly after that, he got injured. And it just, I wonder what would have happened if he never got injured. What could have been for Dolph Ziggler if that injury, because they had to reset. He had to go to the bottom of the ladder, work his way back up. And he never got back to that moment again. And you're right. 10 years later, fans still remember it, but it's one of those great what ifs if he never got injured after that match. I would rather see Austin versus Dolph now than Austin versus Seth. Wow, that's very, very interesting. I don't know. If we we can always get to Austin and Seth, but after last night, like I had, like I had originally tweeted or was going to tweet that this is the story I want now because I'm so invested in. It. I don't even remember exactly what I sent out, but after last night, after the after the match, I was like, this is the best stuff other than the bloodline that the WWE has right now. And it took them about a half a show to get there. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. 
This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine Podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread, give you fantasy advice all season long, while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine Podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine Podcast. Let's get into the main event. Bully, first and foremost, I thought it was a very good match between Finn and Seth Rollins last night. Obviously, you're going to get a great match between Finn and Seth Rollins. A game about, uh, what they give about? I'd say about 20 minutes of match yeah. time, which is a yep. good amount of TV, very good amount of TV time for a match. Seth and Finn, two of the best wrestlers in the WWE, if not in the world. Uh, good story, good match, good result. The whole nine yards, good stuff. And then you carry out stories by the end of that main event. You got to you gotta finish in that match. And then you have Seth Rollins pick up the victory. And then, you know, you see the Judgment Day. You see the OC. You see that play out. And we're going to see that play out at Survivor Series in less than two weeks. And we'll get into the build for that in just a little bit, Bully. But then Theory comes out and attacks, attacks Seth Rollins from behind. And again, both these attacks so significant. On Monday Night Raw, you saw what Austin was able to do uh, to Dolph Ziggler outside the ring. Uh, and he, he kept saying, I'm not a kid anymore. I'm not a kid. You know, because as he said in his promo, he wants to get away from that youngest so-and-so, youngest this, youngest that. He's a man. He wants to prove that he's a main eventer and that he's the top draw on Monday Night Raw. And that continued bully with the beatdown that he gave Seth Rollins at the end of that main event last night. You know, I thought the beatdown, tell me what you think, Dave. From the audible crowd noise, I thought the beatdown on Dolph got more of a reaction than the beatdown on Seth. It did. It did, and I and I think it's almost like it's going to sound funny. This is probably a, a pretty silly analogy, but it reminds me of the circus. Do you remember the Ringling Brothers Barnum Bailey Circus back in the day? Bully? Of course. The three ring circus. I, I wasn't a big fan because there's three things going on at once and it's hard to focus my attention on just one thing because they always had three things going on at once. I think with that beatdown with the with the OC and, and, and with everything that was going on with Judgment Day, it was a bit of a distraction because that brawl went into the crowd. So the fans started standing up there. They're looking into the crowd of what's going on with them. And then you got Theory come on and attack uh, Seth. So I think the crowd was kind of divided by their attention last night. They were, they were definitely going with chaos at the end of yes. the show, building into Survivor Series. And I do agree. When the focus is taken off of Theory and Seth, you can't... The, the, the focus was completely on Theory and Dolph. Thus, you were able to take all of that emotion of hatred for Theory and the heat was there. When all the stuff that was going on last night happens, the emotion is scattered until we get to the very end and then it's brought back to Seth and Theory. But I still... I, I like the chaos. If it would have just... If it would have just been with Theory and Seth, it would have looked too much like what happened with Theory and Dolph. Yes. So I liked the way they went off the air. I thought the second half of the show was pretty exciting. 
Yeah, I, I, again, and I know I say this each and every week. You know what? If if Monday Night Raw was a two-hour show, oh that, show yeah. that show last night would have been great. That second hour, man, that, that hour right in the middle really does – look what it does to the live crowd in attendance. So, you know, it does the same for us when we're sitting at home. There really is a big – you know, kind of down emotion when it comes to the second hour of Monday Night Raw. And you know what I would love to do, Dave, and let's try to make this uh, a thing going forward. You just talked about how you love getting calls from the nation who go to Monday Night Raw. Yes. Let's make, let's put it out there right now. If you go to Raw, you need to call into the show on Tuesdays and let us know what that live experience was like. And if you tell Gabby or whoever's running the phones that you were on at raw last night, we're probably going to put you right to the head of the line. Cause I love um, feedback and the, fr from the people that were actually there, because sometimes we're even confused Dave by how was the crowd really, especially with sometimes they'll do the piped in crowd noise, which I hate. I love to get that firsthand account of what truly was going on. And you know what? For me, Bully, watching it at home, I'm going to be honest. Anybody that follows me on social media knows this, and I'm going to get into it later on in the show. I went to the last match musical last night. So I didn't watch Monday Night Raw Live. I watched it when I got home. And I didn't watch it in three hours. I watched it in 90 minutes. You know, watching it at that condensed version on the DVR, hell of a lot more of an enjoyable viewing than if you're sitting there for three hours and you kind of go through those emotions of being kind of, I don't want to say let down. That's a little bit unfair. But that second hour can bring you down a tad when you're watching it live at home. So what do you do? You go back and you watch it on the DVR and you just... You, you watch it as if you're watching it live and then just fast forward through the commercials. I fast forward through the commercials and, but I'm, but I'm going to be a little bit honest as well. Like there's going to, I, you know, you got the 10 second skip on your remote control. Like if I'm watching like EO sky and Dana Brooke, I'm sorry, I'm not invested. I, it's not, it's not a match that invests me at all. I watch it to get kind of like a feel for the crowd, but then I can, you, there's certain things you can kind of skip. I know that sounds unfair, but a night like last night when I got to fit it in at like one o'clock in the morning and I just don't have the time, that's how yeah. I'll view it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. No, Listen, but, sometimes you got to fit it in at one o'clock in the morning. You, you know, you got to watch Raw. You got to do what you got to do. I digress, Bully. <laughs> but, but does it feel... And, and and please, if I'm wrong or if the nation feels I'm wrong, give us a call, 877-344-4893. Sometimes during the second hour of Monday Night Raw, I get tempted to change the channel to see what's going on on the game on Monday Night Football, or I get a little drowsy. That second hour can bring you down, Bully, at times. The reason why I DVR Raw now is just in case. I do doze off because much like I, I give the same, I experience the same things that the fans who go to the show do. Listen, you know, you're having a fun weekend. You have your Friday, Saturday, and now with football on Sunday, you're out with your friends or you're watching football. Maybe you're watching the late games. 
boom. And now you kind of get, you know, once you get home, you got the Sunday blues, the sun is down early. You got to go to work on Monday, yada, yada, wake up early, do our Monday show, blah, blah, blah. Monday rolls on. You get to Monday night, you're kind of tired. You're on the couch and now, you know, we have to be alert to watch the show. Sometimes I'll be sitting there and things do come on TV that just, It'll lull me to sleep because yeah. it's not exciting. You just talked about Dana Brooke and EO Sky. Sorry, ladies. You're just not keeping my attention. And I forget what I was watching last night, but somebody used the word care. I don't remember if I was watching something about wrestling or it was a, a, another TV show. It might have been about it might have been one of those territory shows that I happened to check out. But somebody used the word care. And I'm like, man, there's that word again. Yep. If I don't care about somebody, why am I investing any emotion, any emotions in them? The people that I do care, if, if I truly care about you, I will invest every last ounce of me I have. And there that, were a couple but, instances last night, Bully, like I, I, I can't even just say it's just me. Or just you, Bully, because I know we have this discussion every week, but the crowd in general. And I think, you know, we just heard from a caller who was at Monday Night Raw. I do want to get back to the calls because we do have some more callers that were at Raw last night, Bully, and we'll get to them in just a moment. But Bully, like, I'm sorry. Damage control is just has not given me a reason to care. Uh, do you notice how me and you get hammered on social media about our takes on damage control yes I, I i'm begging somebody to call this show and smarten me up as to why i should give one damn about damage control right now i don't know i i don't get it i don't know i'm not i don't sit here on tuesday mornings and go <clears throat> oh boy i can't wait to talk about damage control and and bury them or say this about no, I've separated this as much as I can, right? I say, I like Bailey on her own. End of story. Now, I know why damage control has to be a thing rolling into uh, rolling into Survivor Series, and they're going to have Rhea on their side now, and Mia Yim is on Bianca Belair's side. I, I get it. But as far as that unit is concerned, I didn't get it from day one. I wasn't into it from day one, and I'm not into it now. And, and you know what? You, I get, have they earned any? Have they won you over in any way, shape, or form? They almost got me from uh, what we saw in Saudi. I thought that was a very good night for damage control because I thought the matches, I thought the matches were very good in what we saw. I thought the tag match was very good, and I thought the championship match with Bailey and Bianca was very good. But that that story with Bailey and Bianca is now over. I think. Bianca's gotten enough of enough clean victories over Bailey where that story is done. I'm, 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 you know, I'm a little interested just because it's a war games match at survivor series. And that's, that's something bully that you and I are both into. I love war games. So that's got my interest just because it's a war games match, but I'm actually more interested in that story being over and moving off of it. Because I, I go back to bully what you just said about Theory and Dolph. You know, why were you into that match? Obviously, it's the story with Theory, but he's in there with Dolph Ziggler. You know, and that's going to get you going. I'm sorry, EO Sky and Dana Brooke? I, 
and this is no disrespect to Dana Brooke, who I think has really tried. This is no disrespect to EO Sky, who I actually enjoyed in the ring a lot when she was a part of NXT. I could have I could have cared less about that about that match last night. I couldn't have cared less. And I hate saying that. You just talked about the war games match, the women's war games match, or let's just take the men's for that, uh, for that matter. Dave, back in the day when war games first started and it was Arn and Flair and the horsemen versus Dusty and Nikita and the road warriors or any incarnation of those teams. Why were you so into the war games back then? Because of like, like you just mentioned it. It was the four horsemen going up against Dusty, Nikita, and the Road Warriors. Those are your biggest stars. Those were those were the top stars at that time. Those were the stars you were most emotionally invested in. Nobody got you mo- more emotionally invested. It was a little bit different because in a lot of those matches, Bully, you saw like a J.J. Dillon in, involved and a Precious Paul Ellering involved. Like... I feel like they're just throwing this together. Okay, now Mia Yim's a part of it. So now because, you know, Rhea Ripley doesn't like Mia Yim, now Rhea's a, there's no story there. There's no connection there. So why are you into the War Games match this year? Be- strictly just because it's a War Games match. And, and it's the, you know, that's it. And you want to see what spots they do. And I want to see what spots they do. Is that, would that be a fair assessment? That's that's a fair assessment. It's going to be the oohs and ahs of watching that War Games match at Survivor Series. But I am not emotionally invested at all on who's actually involved in the match. And again, Bully, we love Bailey. We love Rhea. I love Mia. Like, I, I love EO Sky on her own. I love Bailey, like you said, on her own. I'm just not invested in them together or the story they're telling. I'm actually looking forward to this hopefully being the blow-off match. And then we move on from there. Uh, I don't think that they're going to move on from damage control, but I get where you're going. My point was simple. It was all about the characters and the story back in the day with the war games. You weren't, you weren't waiting for anybody to jump off the top of the war games cage or put somebody through a table. It was all about the fight. And you wanted to see this guy get his hands on this guy. And you wanted to see Dusty get his hands on, on, on Tully and ram his face into the cage and grate his face into the cage. Now, I wonder what weapon they're going to pull out. I wonder who's going to put somebody through a table. I wonder who's going to climb up to the top of the cage. That's what you're there for. Now, some would say, who gives a shit? At least you're into something. But this is the reason we don't care yes. about damage control because we're not into the characters. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters 
both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.